Jeremiah 17, 7 to 8. But blessed is the one who trusts in the Lord, whose confidence is in him. They will be like a tree planted by the waters that sends out its roots by the stream. It does not fear when heat comes. Its leaves are always green. It has no worries in a year of drought and never fails to bear fruit. Hello, how are you? And how, like, legit, how are you? It's been a while, it's been a while, but here we are. I'm excited to be able to have this time. Oh, let me not tell you about my schedule, eh? But here I am. I missed hanging out with you and sharing my thoughts and praying and hoping that, um, yeah, it's something that, you needed to hear, uh, not because it's anything to do with me, but because this whole podcast is is like God's. And um, yeah, I never like recording anything without acknowledging that it's it's God that has given me these insights. And I just trust that, yeah, whatever he shares with me is always going to be applicable to someone else. So if it's you today, I pray that, yeah, this episode can speak to your heart. Um, Let me not bore you with all the stuff that I've been up to, but it has been a little bit crazy. But um, anyway, I'm hoping that we're getting back to some sort of normality between my work, life, ministry, family, fun, balance. But anyway, today I really want to talk about friendships and just for like different reasons, I guess it's just different conversations I've been having with different people. And I guess just my own personal reflection on certain things about friendships. Let me not be bitter and resentful, but like, okay, I'm, I'm at a stage where I think I just keep working through this idea of friendships and probably not even friendships like if I really like think about it in some more detail just trusting people in different ways like I think we can trust people like within like the workspace and then you can trust people at church and you can trust people you know with different outreach there's just so there's so many different areas where we're called to trust people and yeah as the bible verse said like just don't trust no one like we'll put all that trust in God because trusting in God is going to sustain you it's going to sustain you in the drought it's going to give you that green foliage everything that you need for longevity, and I think just for personal strength. (coughs) (coughs) Can come from God. And it's really like all you need. As I hang out with different people who have different journeys, but not only different journeys, I think just different experiences 
And then everyone kind of coming to this central point of trusting God and really surrendering their lives to God. You know what? Like the common denominator is heartache, people letting you down, expectations not being met. There's just so much stuff when it comes to the interpersonal relationships that we have that I'm just like, you know what? Let me just, just me and Jesus. Like, oh, what a friend we have in Jesus. Like legit, like let's, let's really focus on that. And I think in the, in the different spaces that God has me at this time of my life, I feel like, I feel like this idea of like trusting people with things that they should never be trusted with is such a timeless message. It's one of those messages that I feel we never fully comprehend. I, and anyway, I'm, I get to a place where I'm like, God, okay, like I know I'm like so guarded because I just don't want to, don't want to fall into the same traps. I'm super aware of myself. I know when there's like deep desires for me to connect with certain people and to have like something more or something stronger with certain people. And in that moment where I'm honest, when I... (laughs) When I see myself like desiring to spend more time with specific people or allowing myself to actually want to be with specific people, I get so paranoid. I wish you understood like how scared I get. Even when people want to invest time in me and hang out with me like there's just so there's so much junk that goes through my head that I I almost can't see clearly I feel like my emotional discernment is just so paranoid that I don't know, like, I just, I'm just like, no, like, I don't want to go there, I don't want to let anyone in, and then when people are trying to connect with me, then I'm kind of, like, paranoid, trying to work out why, and, oh, it's just super, super messy, and so I'm at a place where I'm just, like, asking God, I'm like, God, I don't want to complicate this, like, as much as I'm very aware that I don't want to put my trust on people and I don't want to create, I don't know what it is. Like, when I really think about it, like, I don't know what it is that deep down inside I'm scared of. I mean, I think deep down inside, okay, let's, one, I don't want to be used So one of the biggest things, like when people call me or when people reach out to me, I'm like, okay, let's get 
you know, through all that superficial stuff, like, what do you want? Like, <laughs> like, why is it that you're calling me? There's this part of me that's just like, I feel like you're just touching base. I feel like you're just calling me because there's something you want. You need some help with something. So there's a part of me that's that. That's my kind of initial trying to work out why you're calling me. Um, and look, I think if I'm totally honest, if I'm totally honest, I think the majority of reasons why people do call me is because they ultimately need something. Yeah. So, I, I mean, it could be totally valid. It could be totally valid. And that's fine because in my head I'm already kind of assuming that that's what you're calling me for so when I pick up that call and I hear you ask for something I'm kind of like not disappointed because deep down inside I thought that was exactly what you were calling anyway or texting me or whatever it is um and then obviously there's definitely a part of me deep down inside that it's like um I don't want to build a friendship with you because I don't want to get to a point where I'll get rejected however that looks and whatever that looks like like that rejection and abandonment stuff, like, oh. Yeah, I feel in terms of my own insecurity, I think that's the biggest hindrance in me trying to connect with people. And then, yeah, then the other one would be like, oh, I know you're only calling me because you need something or you're texting me because you need something or whatever. Like, anyway, so in all of that, like, the more that I realize, and, and look, don't get me wrong. Let me not be so negative that I'm not willing to acknowledge like the beauty of friendships. Yes, totally. I love those people who have friends who like, they go on their honeymoons together. Like they invite all their girlfriends and they go together to wherever, Japan, I don't know. Um, I love that. I think that's pretty cool. I'm like, yes, there's such a beautiful space for friendships and I do believe that the healthier you are, the healthier that your friendships actually are. So they don't, they're not tainted with the gunk of like insecurities and, you know, your past and your hurt and whatever. Totally, totally believe in that. So don't let the takeaway of this not be that <laughs> no one should have friends and don't go, don't go have friends. But I also do believe... That there comes a point, like I look at people my age, yes, us, almost 40-year-olds. We've just got a lot going on. Like I don't know. I don't honestly feel like I want to make time to connect with people just because I'm busy. There's not that, I guess there's probably not that time or that need for friends as there is when you leave home and go to uni or, um, you know, you've left home and everything's kind of different and so you're trying to fill in that need for belonging and community like you need it when it's just you on your own in your complete autonomy. Like, yeah, I feel like there's, there's, a, there's a time for friendships where it's actually most valuable and whatever you cultivate at that time, I believe, can withstand the rest of the stuff. 
the getting married, having kids, working full time, running your kids around so that they can go to all these events. Like, yeah, I feel like there's there's a point where friendships served an extremely important part of your life. And I feel like it's those teen years and then like those young adult years. There was that need you were away from family or whatever. At this stage in my life, honestly, love the idea of friends. But if I look at my schedule, my kids are my priority. My husband's my priority. Anything out of that is just a hobby. Like legit. Even with work, like even work, I'm kind of like, you know, when I get home, my priorities are my kids and my husband and... Yeah, like friendships just doesn't quite make the cut. Um, it just, it complicate my life to be totally honest. Could I make it work if it was like a family where our girls hung out and their kids hung out and so it was kind of like <clears throat> this family friendship? Totally. Like that That has really worked and, and I've, we've got friends in Mwollomba who are like that, where our girls hang out with their kids and when we go do stuff, it's like family outings. That's That's been cool. That's been cool. Am I emotionally invested? No, like it's cool. I really appreciate like their thoughtfulness. They're super, super sweet, always like including us and inviting us to things and I, I really value them and I appreciate them like tons for them just being friendly to us and being so considerate of us. Have we created like really strong bonds? I don't think it's allowed for that because we're always hanging out with our kids. And so the kids are always around and your conversations are probably aren't as profound as they could be if it was just us adults and you could kind of like really share with much more authenticity because the kids aren't around. So I don't know if we've built that. I don't know if the emotional investment is there in terms of like, hey, stuff's going on, I know who to ring. I don't think we've been able to cultivate that just because of the very nature of our our friendship. But yeah, like anyway, so the reason why I felt really impressed about talking about friendships was because Okay, I'm I'm literally talking out of ignorance because I haven't had a friendship where I can honestly say to you, wow, like we've just been friends for the last 26 years and, you know, we've had babies together and we've gotten married together and, you know, we've done the uni thing together and, you know, we've just been there for – like I, so I'm kind of talking out of complete ignorance and for sure there's like a lot of bitterness there. <coughs> so I just want to be – I just want to let you know that I know that I'm talking about this with like a very negative lens. But I do believe in the same time. And yes, look, there's what? There's probably like three verses. <laughs> negative me. That probably speaks highly of friendships. Um, but what I do see consistently is to not trust in humans. Um and you know what, maybe there's only three verses that actually say to not put your trust on in men and all that kind of stuff. But still, 
I think the most important out of all of that is, yes, understanding that there is definitely value in friendships. Understanding that iron sharpens iron and, um, you know, Jonathan and David's friendship is like the ideal. It's what God intended for humanity. Blah, blah, blah. Yes. Great. Thank you. Let's preach that sermon on another day. Not today. Because today I'm not in the mood for that kind of sermon. (laughs) Today we're going to tell you about how friendships are evil and they can become idols. No. Okay, let me not. Let me not be that horrible. I do believe though that at some point if friendships do become an idol, you know what? Like it's probably a lesson that God would have liked for us to have avoided having to learn. Um, there's probably pain that comes from that. And I, as I see just different people in my life, like just longing for friendships, having dramas, some of them also giving up on friendships. Like they're just like, yeah, you know what? Like I'm done. Like couldn't be bothered. Not going to invest in people. I feel like that is such a valuable lesson to learn. I think it is more important for us to learn to not trust in others and to not invest emotionally in an unhealthy way, in a dysfunctional way, in a toxic way, whatever way that is. I think it is a powerful lesson to learn when you can say, you know what, all those needs for emotions, I'm actually going to invest that in my relationship with God and I know that that can be hard because like honestly I feel like every time I record a podcast I feel like I'm just hanging out with my BFF like this time that I have just to sit here and to be in a place I I feel like I listen to everyone so much that kind of no one really knows what's going on for me So recording the podcast honestly feels like that space where I can just sit here and just be as though I'm hanging out with my bestie and I'm telling her what's going on in my life. Like, I can see why there is so much value in friendship and I can see why it's so important for so many people to have that. And then at the same time, I'm like, but just make sure you don't put all your eggs in that basket because God will show us one way or another just how dangerous it is to invest so much in another human who has weaknesses just like we do, um, But then also having that friend become more than just a friend and become a crutch. Having a friend become the one that we go to instead of going to Jesus. Like whatever it looks like where that friendship is unhealthy. And look, we can even do this with siblings. Like some people can make like their sister or their brother The one person they go to when, you know what, like Jesus would have been the best person to go to. So, yeah, 
the lesson of putting our trust in God, I think, is a lesson that is extremely important, that is best learned early rather than later in life when you are much more invested and even like potentially much more dependent on the other person. Because there are challenges and insecurities and experiences that we're going to go through early on in our lives that are actually going to kind of mess and distort our perspective of friendships, relationships and other people really early because we weren't wise in how we related to those to those people. <clears throat> so if I could have learned at 14, I mean, honestly, I should have learned at 12 when I lost my best friend to a bully. I feel like God was like prepping me. Hey, Catalina, these are what friends are like. Like, this is what it's like when you hold so much of your self-worth and your identity on someone else liking you. Like, please, that lesson you need to take it for the rest of your life. And I don't think I had the spiritual discernment at the time to know that this massive heartache at 12 was actually something that I needed to learn from. There was something that God needed to refine in me at that time. I mean, I wasn't even a Christian then. But I still think I could have learned a lot more if I had have reflected on and worked through the stuff I needed to process that came as a result of that friendship. And I think that would have safeguarded me from a lot of pain, like a lot of pain. But I didn't. Missed the point. Completely lost the significance of that experience in my life. You know, like even that when they say, you know, um, let us not forget how God has led or doubt how God will lead in the future unless we forget the past. Whatever that quote is where they always say, like, don't forget what happened in the past. History repeats itself. Like, ah, oh, history repeated itself in like a few situations, to be honest, where I was like, wow, I can really trust this person. And then Anyway, stuff happened, other people got involved, people are jealous, people got issues, whatever. And it just got so messy. I'm like, ah, okay, gotcha. Stepping back from that one and stepping back over here and creating a bit of space over here. Like, yeah, the lesson that I learned at 12 could have saved me from so much. So now at 38, guess what? I don't need to learn that lesson from Nana years. Like I'm not, (laughs) I'm not invested in Nana years. I'm just, um, because of that, I'm like, okay, let me not fall for that. And I think probably if I'm totally honest, the reason why I'm probably super guarded is because, yeah, okay, let's be honest. There's still such a deep desire of me wanting to have that friendship. And that's probably why I'm so resentful (laughs) and negative about friendships. Because I would like it. But if I'm realistic, as much as I would like that 
friendship or that makes smells minty. As much as I would like that friendship or I would like that connection with someone as a friend, I just don't have the time. I'm totally honest with that and that's not me just trying to say like, oh, you know, make up an excuse. I legitimately just cannot fit this into my schedule and so I'm kind of okay with that because of the fact that, yeah, I don't. I'd like that friend. I don't know what we would do. I don't know when we would hang out. But the idea sounds kind of cool. But I'm not in... Um, I don't think I'm healed enough. I don't think I've worked through my stuff enough to trust someone like that. Maybe there's no one anyway. There's, yeah, you know, totally honest. There's probably no one that I actually want to invest on that kind of level. And there's probably someone who doesn't want to invest on that kind of level as well, if we're... If I'm being completely authentic and transparent like that. Um, yeah. Yeah. So just ditch, ditch this idea of like besties and um, hashtag besties for life. All that kind of nonsense. I'm still... <laughs> I'm still a Scrooge when it comes to friendships and maybe things will get better. Maybe I'll become more positive. But I am also very honest that I just don't have the time. I couldn't possibly fit it. I feel like I'm not spending as much time as I would like with my girls as it is. So to stick another person into the equation right now, it's just like, yeah, nah. Not at the loss of my girls and spending time with them. But yeah, wherever you are sitting on this whole thing of like friendships and... Whether you're feeling alone, like maybe you're at the place where I am where you're like, you know what, I really do want the the bestie thing and I don't have a best friend and I want that best friend. Maybe stuff's going on with your existing friends, like maybe something, something's not quite, um, yeah, not quite... Your friend's group just isn't quite what you would like it or whatever's going on in the friendship aspect of your life. I hope that you can use this time to really draw close to God, to continue to trust in him, to make Jesus the friend. And it's hard because I know, like, I've had conversations. I remember talking with one person and we were talking about this idea of like friends and and she was talking about like what friends meant to her and whatever and I remember her saying and I'm like I know but you know both of us know that deep down inside like we've got to make Jesus our BFF and I remember her saying yeah but it's so hard because like I like the companionship of a physical friend and she was like I can't see Jesus like I can't hug Jesus I can't sit next to Jesus and talk about stuff. And as she kind of shared about like the physical absence of making Jesus our friend, I couldn't help but like totally agree with it. And I remember like praying to God that night and I was like, oh, you know what? What this person actually shared was like a pretty valid point. 
it's never kind of affected me or made me like be like oh see like I have to have a best friend because Jesus isn't like physically here with me but I kind of prayed about it and I was just talking with God and I'm like God like what like that's super valid like yeah we can make you our best friend but when we need a hug like we need a hug and when we want to just want to sit with someone enjoy the sunset or go for a walk on the beach like all these things that we kind of would like to do with our friend we can't do that with you like it's very different I mean I get it he's always with us but I don't know there was I'm like it's a valid it's a valid desire that you can never fulfill and the only thing I could come like the only conclusion I could come up with at the end of that was well that's why you need to long for heaven even more because that's when we'll finally be united and I guess for me who's grown up as like an immigrant kid I know what it's like to know your families at the other side of the world like I know what it feels like to physically have distance between people that you wish you could have you wish could be more present or that you could have in your life in a very different way and much like in a physical presence so I know what that feels like and how it's limited it's not satisfying. So for me, that idea of Jesus can't be my like physically with me, the only response that I could get and the only conclusion I could come to was then that's why you have to long for heaven even more because that's when you'll finally be with Jesus. And I don't know if that satisfies my need. I don't know if that's going to quench that desire to be hugged by my bestie. But I think deep down inside it definitely would create this focus on the heavenly and strip away like those earthly needs when you're like, oh, I'll never get a hug from my bestie until I'm in heaven. Well, guess what? Let me go to heaven. Like I just, I think it would definitely give us a deeper yearning for a second coming, for being in heaven, for being in Jesus' presence. If we understood that the only time we'll get to hug him will be on resurrection day. So anyway, let me not continue and go deeper than is needed. So, yeah. All right. Well, my prayer, my hope, and my desire is they stay warm in God's love. They stay cool for Jesus' name. And I pray that the Holy Spirit can continue to comfort you, continue to be your companion, and I guess that presence that we all long for in a friend. But maybe we also know the dangers of putting all those desires on another human who's just as sinful as us, who's just as selfish as us and who makes bad calls just like us but may we continue to place that on Jesus and then be really wise in how we apply those expectations and those desires on another person yeah okay until next time I'll be hanging out with you because you're my faithful BFF like (laughs) you're there for me So thank you for being there for me. This podcast is, yeah, continuing to be that 
Yeah, that really cool place to go to when my schedule isn't so mad. But re- regardless of that, no excuses, no excuses, just lame excuses, to be honest. 30 minutes out of my life is, is doable. Okay, anyway, until next time, farewell. Ciao, ciao. Okay, see ya.